Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into superhero movies, blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And today, we're going to be reviewing episode five of Moon Knight, which is titled Asylum, that is now streaming on Disney+. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at FilmOptics. That is Optics with an X. Or you can email us at FilmOptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. And just a heads up for you guys, uh, my voice has been a little bit raspy these past few days. I've been feeling a little bit under the weather. So this is actually a after recording kind of wanted to nix our original intro because I did not sound good whatsoever. And I don't think your ears would have thanked you for that recording. So without any further delay, we'll be right back after this introduction to Moon Knight Episode 5. I'm losing it. We'll catch you on. You're bloody useless. Stevie. Steven. <laughs> I can't tell the difference between eyes and dreams. dreams. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and we are back with our Moon Knight Episode 5 review, which is titled Asylum, a.k.a. the penultimate episode here of this latest Disney series, uh, mini-series, I guess you can say, according to IMDb. I would actually probably have to agree with that because, I mean, six episodes is pretty short. Like, So imagine if every like Netflix show was six episodes and that was it. That's all you got. Yeah, I think they had to call the miniseries because there isn't a season two confirmed. There's no Oscar Isaac confirmed beyond this. That is very true. Yeah, it's it's weird because I just don't understand what their process is. But apparently today I was scrolling through Twitter and they have some kind of Marvel has some kind of retreat for um, <laughs> and Marvel for like Marvel Studios for like the next 10 years. I was like, I want to be on that retreat. Come on, Kevin Feige. Let's yeah. go. Where's the invite? <laughs> Probably in Cabo or something. <laughs> Probably in, in in Egypt, just getting inspiration from yeah. <laughs> from Moon Knight. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reactions of Moon Knight Episode 5 again. We usually get into initial reactions, spoilers, then Easter eggs, because there are a few in this one for sure. Final thought, thoughts and then ratings again. I apologize, guys. My vo- voice is shot. <laughs> it is shot for some reason, but... Again, I'm going to power through this, so I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his uh, initial reactions to Moon Knight Episode 5. Yeah, I'll even read the synopsis for you real quick. Mark and Steven search through their memories to find their truth or become left behind. That's weird. Weird phrasing, actually. <laughs> IMDb, their, their synopsis is just... They're short and sweet. Done, but, <laughs> well, they're not very effective, I'd say. No. But, but anyways... It's just a great overall emotional episode for Mark, our boy Mark. Uh, did not expect it to be so emotional, to be honest. Didn't expect there to be so many reveals about his past that came to life when he's trying to reconcile with Steven about their their uh, their souls, 
being possibly taken to the to the great unknown. It's just a great episode that shows their relationship, Mark and Steven, that being. Um, get some nice hippo action. It's always great to see. She looks so great. Like, I don't know how they designed her so well. Some great flashbacks. We get, we get a good amount of answers, uh, questions answered, I should say. There's still a couple of mysteries left, but I'm sure we'll find out next week. The only real negative I had about this one was no was no Layla. It's just a very sad moment for me. <laughs> but I know she'll have her triumphant return next week in the, in the finale. Because they did name drop her, of course. Because mm. she's got to save the day. She's the one that it's all coming down to. She is Lara She's the hero. <laughs> exactly. Lila Croft. <laughs> She's finding the, the lost artifact, basically. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a great penultimate episode, like we mentioned. It, it just really shows what caused Mark to be this way and why he has possibly this mental disorder. And it's not just, oh, it's a superpower that he has this disorder. No, it's because of real like trauma that he has in his past. And they're taking it seriously, which is which is very good. I, I would definitely agree with you there. Uh, as far as my initial reactions, um, I also, oh, shocker, love this episode. Um, I really love the, it's, it's kind of like, you know, the, the turning point for all these characters because... You know, whether it's Spider-Man or, you know, WandaVision or Wanda, I should say, or Loki or even Hawkeye, you know, they all have these pivotal moments that really pushes them forward to um, define who they are as um, not even just, you know, as who, whatever mantle they're taking up, but who they are as a person. You know, you kind of mentioned last week that. Um, a lot of these Disney or excuse me, Marvel shows or Disney shows, I guess what's the difference, right? Um, you know, they kind of go through this essentially like this rite of passage or, you know, um, facing their demons, which is a very, uh, Christian type, um, way of thinking of things. You know, when, when you are facing your demons, you do come out stronger on the other side. You know, we talked about the hero's journey last week as well. And I, I think it's just beautiful. You know, we really, like and it's it's amazing, you know. There's all these like defense mechanisms that um, that Mark or was able to you know build around his life to essentially protect him, and you know just everything that you learn about Mark's past really explains who he is as a person today. Um, you know, not everything is an excuse, but you know, down to the core of who he is and you know what he's been going through. You know, during the beginning of this journey so far, we kind of thought that Mark was more of just like a D bag in a way, you know, just kind of like it is what it is. But obviously, you know, Mark is the original. Um, but, you know, and how uh, Steven was created. And, um, you know, like, you know, like you said, no Layla this episode, which is kind of sad, but there are a few Easter eggs here and there that they still have to, uh, address in general which is what i uh really enjoyed um about it and uh nice a few uh black panther uh easter eggs in there as well i'm not sure if you caught that yeah nice mention yeah yeah, yeah that was really the, cool um, the, the ancestral plane yeah and I, I really like how you know it's we'll get into it here a bit with um into spoilers here in a bit but overall it's just you know the journey that mark is taking Right now, and and this episode does a really great job, a phenomenal job of keeping us guessing of what real and actually is what fake. But I think by the end of this episode, we kind of make that um, they, they kind of make that clear of what is real and what it's not. But I still have my suspicions, which I'm not entirely sure, but it, 
it is what it is. But I mean, you know, this is this was about Oscar Isaac acting against himself this entire episode for the most part. And, you know, he nailed it. You know, the hippopotamus looks fantastic. I'm, I do apologize. I'm blanking on her name right now. Um, all right. All right. Yeah, she and I'm not sure who voices her, but I really love like, you know, her chemistry, just her presence there. You know, she is serving more as a guide, but it, not in a very pleasant way as much as she would like to be. Um, Alaret is voiced by Antonia Salib. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice. Um, is that anyone we know? I don't think so. The name doesn't sound yeah. familiar. But uh, yeah, and of course, you know, Ethan Hawke, great as always. I really like where they're taking this story. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people online, a lot of people talking that this might be their favorite uh, MCU series so far. And I mean, it's, I mean, honestly, you know, everyone to each their own, but it's, it's this is definitely a, a top tier for sure. And I, I think it's because it's, it doesn't waste time trying to connect to other, other instances within the MCU. And I think that's what made Daredevil so great as well. Um, you know, the first, the uh, three seasons that we get. And of course with defenders, like, yeah, like we know it's a part of the Marvel universe. Daredevil really just focuses on him as a character and his, you know, his supporting cast and the people within his lives. It doesn't really worry about, oh, you know, like we have to mention this like, to remind people that it's, you know, connected um, to the, uh, the the greater MCU. We don't need to have all these um, crazy references. But obviously, you know, this is a little bit different. I mean, there obviously are references, like we said, for the ancestral plane. Um, and I really like how Aret mentioned how, um, you know, it's it's not, well, actually, before I get into it here, hold on one second, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into our spoiler section. So yeah, we're, we're starting to get into that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that is your first spoiler warning for Moon Knight episode five. Again, that is your second spoiler warning for Moon Knight episode five. So if you haven't seen it. Definitely go uh, check it out. It's it's definitely worth a watch. I think I actually might rewatch this one again uh, myself. Uh, I actually had to wait until a little bit later in the day to see this one as well, uh, just because you know work was busy, didn't really have time to do it in the morning. So I, I stayed off Twitter until you know I was able to watch it uh, when I could, and I did, and I'm I'm glad that I did uh, for sure because it. It really makes me feel like, you know how like Eleven's crying at the end of Stranger Things 3 when she's reading the note from Hopper? It just, it, it, it was that and more. It was really when, more. When Steven, when Steven got, got, uh, got sandified. That was crazy. It's so insane how much goes on within this. But as I was saying before, you know, before I accidentally almost spoiled it in, in our non-spoiler section, but, um, I really like how Aret was able to, um, it's not the afterlife, as you know. Mark was asking. It's like she's like, "Oh, it's more of a afterlife," as an implying that there are multiple ones, and how you know they do cross over between each other from time to time. And I really like how they were able to, you know, depending on your you know beliefs as a religious person, you know, you know, no matter what religion that you are, you know, everyone has their own afterlife that you're able to pass on to which was actually kind of cool. Um, I, I like how they handled that uh, for sure. Um, especially Disney being Disney sometimes, but you know, it is what it is, you know, not trying to force certain religions on others when, you know, cause you know, people do believe in, you know, uh, the, the, the Egyptian gods. So, 
that, that that was very off fitting for the show. But so Steven gets dusted. Technically, well, he gets he'll, he'll be back. He, he gets he'll sanded. Be back. He'll, oh yeah, he'll be back. Uh, but we never saw Jake. I thought that yeah, that's, when they're, that's the biggest remaining mystery. I was very interested because you know when, when they're when they in, during the beginning of the episode, it was amazing how that. Oh, Ethan Hawke. What what can't this man now, do? Now this, then this episode went went pretty dark. Like for the MCU, it had some pretty dark themes. But they could go even darker if they introduced the third identity mm. as somebody who killed Mark's brother. Was it Wanda? <laughs> I mean, Jake, whatever whatever the name ends up being. But yeah. it could be an identity that, that actually wanted to kill Mark's brother. And Mark doesn't even know. Yeah, because we, we see the third uh, sarcophagus in episode four, but, you know, they kind of just glance over it. They, they kind of spend a little bit of time there. And, you know, when they, when they're having their souls judged, I thought that, you know, when they're saying, oh, you know, um, this it's it's incomplete, you know, you have to kind of essentially confront, you know, let all the skeletons out of the closet. I thought because there was room for like one more heart in that um, in the um, so when um, Aret's uh, weighing their hearts on the scale of the feather, there's room for one more. Let's take a quick break. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast audio branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. She just yoinked those hearts out of their chest, too. I was like, <laughs> wow, that was, that was something. She was like, oh, let me just, excuse me really quick. I forgot to do this earlier. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm glad I didn't, like, rub your bodies apart while doing that. But, you know, it's it, it's a hippo god. So it's like, she's so kind and just so polite. It's hard not, to, like, it's hard to get mad at her, actually. So it's very, it was pretty um, pretty intense. But, you know, we, we find out that Steven... Um, is essentially a defense mechanism from the childhood trauma that Mark went through after losing his brother. Um, and the Disney, uh, Disney and their moms, they always hate you're moms. right. <laughs> Theory confirmed, very confirmed. Unless, I mean, Wanda had a pretty nice childhood until you know the bombings happened, but. Yeah, and then she was a mom and then lost them. So it's like, she's not the best mom. So she's the worst mom. She's not the best mom. She's getting them back. Oh, she's getting them back. <laughs> Definitely. I, I got to rewatch WandaVision before uh, Multiverse of Madness comes out. I'm very, very excited. But I wanted to pass it back over to Devin. Um, if there's anything you wanted to uh, talk about that we haven't yet um, for this episode. Yeah, it's just crazy to see the actual background of Mark and his family because everybody assumed that his mom was actually dead and that he that Steven was just talking to nobody. But I don't think anybody would have guessed that it went back like this far and that it was this depressing for Mark. Like just having a mom that disapproved of him even existing for the most part because of a, a terrible accident that happened with him and his brother and then just being abused. Like it's actually like shocking to see like in an MCU show, like 
child abuse. We, we don't see it, but you see. She it brought out the belt. <laughs> and just having to live with that. And then he switches to Steven in order to take that punishment because he doesn't, he can't handle it because he's just a kid. Yeah. And that's kind of where possibly his, his um, identity disorder develops and becomes prominent and then doesn't come back again until um, much later on, according to Mark. I think he said after the, I don't remember the name of it, but the, was it after the Jewish wake type of thing that he was at where it happened? Oh, when, when uh, Steven like started kind of taking over again. Yeah. When he, when he took over after like a long break. Yeah. 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 Because you know, his, it, I mean, it's tough because you know, your mother's blaming you for the death of your brother when it was indirectly his fault because he was just a child, but it's like, that's a pretty traumatic thing to go through. And on top of that, like, I mean, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, your, you know, the whole parents beating on children thing, like, you know, them using the belt, I think was the best way to do it instead of, you know, they don't like show it, show it, but like, it is implicit, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that is when it starts happening because after his mom dies, there's so many unresolved issues between them. And, you know, we kind of see throughout uh, Mark's years after his brother's, you know, death, when they're they're going salt when Mark and Stephen are going soul searching through Mark's past, um, you really start to see, you know, just what he had to go through. You know, his mother just said, you know, like, it, it it's all your fault, like that type of situation and just <laughs> flat out blaming Mark for everything. I love how, I love how they showed, they showed Mark standing by that taxi in the beginning and we didn't know what it was or what he was doing. Mm. And then they go back to that scene at the end and it's just kind of really devastating to see. It really, it's, it's terrible because after, you know, obviously he still loved his mother, like, and you know, him and his father seemed to be on really great terms and you know during his mother's death it's it's almost as if you know even when when steven finds out it's it's like you know when he split his personality it's like steven never knew that his mom was um had, had passed away and th- that's when we get the whole laters gators thing you know after a while crocodile type thing so that's that's pretty fitting especially for amit um <laughs> but uh it it really is a um a powerful episode. Like, I mean, I, I shed a tear here or there, but like, it really just, I don't think I've, I felt this way about like a Marvel character or just, just any superhero character. I don't, I don't think anybody expected it either. Like to, for it to, to go back and just be this like devastating for him. Yeah. Cause like Wanda's is like my number one for like the longest time. Cause you know, she's going through like a lot and obviously, you know, she's not, in full control of her powers, she's still learning about her powers. I, I guess if, if you can say the best traumatic, I mean, it's it's up there with WandaVision. It might it might even be better because, like you said, you just said we had we didn't know that it was coming at all, and I mean we kind of knew it was coming with Wanda because you know she we knew going into that series that she was mourning the death of Vision, but. I mean, that shows this one just feels more. It feels more layered. Yeah, it feels more layered. More to it. And it feels just a little bit. I mean, obviously, it feels more realistic, honestly, um, because I mean, this it's and it's not like, oh, you know, you're not going to you know, grow up like Wanda and then, you know, 
have these like Scarlet Witch abilities, but like something that happened with Steven, you know, outside of the whole Conchu Moon Knight situation, that could very well happen to somebody who's using, you know, their mother's or a person's death. You know, like, you know, the uh, split personality is like a defense mechanism type thing, which is crazy to think about. And that kind of calls back to what Ethan Hawk was saying during the beginning of the episode where, you know, when people go through traumatic events, you know, they often create a safe place. And it's it's not that uh, Mark had a safe place. It's that it was like him himself in a way. You know what I mean? Like he kind of just buried it deep within himself. I mean, the psych ward, sure. Because, you know, Mark's known and, about and I this. Love how, I love how the the plane that they were on, the existence that they were on, that was the reality. And then the psych ward was like, what they were making up in their head. Like that's such a reversal of what it, what it usually is. And even, even Steve, I think even Steven commented on, it. he was like, really, this is reality. This is the real world. Yeah. It's great. I, I love how they, how they were able to go back and forth. Cause like, like I said earlier, like you really, you really don't know because during the beginning of the episode, you know, when they meet Tauret, you know, they're screaming and then it automatically transitions to um, Arthur's office you're like, wait, what? <laughs> so I thought that was very, very clever. Um, but overall, just just a genius, a, a stroke of genius episode for sure. I can't wait to for the season finale, honestly. I wish we would get like a few more episodes um, of this. I mean, I'm not sure if we'll get a season two. I mean, if, if we don't, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, but I am interested. I think the one thing, well, the two things on the back of everyone's mind is when is Jake Lockley coming in? Because when is the third personality? Because they still have to address that. And the second thing would be, how does this connect to the greater MCU? I mean, it could be set very well more so in the past. We don't really know. But um, I think it's going to happen during uh, Love and Thunder, just because of all the gods connections. Yeah, that that is actually a pretty uh, good idea. I like how they're kind of mix and matching you know, Greek, Norse, and Egyptian gods all together, which is pretty cool. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to mention before we get into, um, um, I feel like we've already done final thoughts, so I guess we can uh, get into ratings and close on out here. Yeah, overall, another great episode. Their series is just continuing to ramp up, as you mentioned, from the beginning where we didn't really know what was going on, and then we just kept getting more, more information and more, more background on these characters, and the more we got, the more we wanted, and we're getting everything we wanted so far. Just got to hope the finale nails it, which has been a bit of an issue for the series. The finale isn't as strong as the penultimate. Um, I'd say mm. Loki's probably the only one where it was like comparable. Yeah. Because that finale was really, really well done. And we knew we were getting a season two. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I, I give this one a strong 95. Yeah. The only issue being no, no, Le- no Layla Croft. <laughs> come back queen come back queen yeah for sure um i'm honestly right there with you man like 95 for me as well really enjoy this episode all together and it's just um it's it's been a great ride so far and i um honestly like at this point i would nominate um oscar isaac for uh an emmy nomination for sure for best actor he's just so good this is why you 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 get oscar isaac because yeah, I don't think anyone else could do this character justice. I mean, between like Lapita Nyong'o and us, Oscar Isaac, and this, and even um, oh my gosh, the girl who played Pearl and Maxine, 
uh, Mia Goth in X and many others. It's it's great how you're able to reuse the same people. You know, they're they're able to act against each other, which is really really especially with CGI for um, Oscar Isaac. That's very very difficult. Uh, yeah. to do but yeah overall you know just 95 uh solid 95 from both of us there for this episode of moon Knight. so that pretty much concludes this uh week's episode uh we will not be recording anything um over the weekend um sorry no memory uh <laughs> starring liam neeson um as i mentioned before in the last episode or i believe yeah the last episode that we did what was that for oh the northman that's right um I will be moving uh, this coming up week. So, yeah, I'm kind of taking a break from that. But we will be back for Moon Knight Episode 6, of course. And then, you know, hopefully we'll get back to some kind of normalcy. But overall, great, great episode. So what is coming up on the podcast, you might ask. So as I just mentioned, we have our Moon Knight Episode 6, or the finale that is coming out on the podcast, which is it's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, next week, also, we have Doctor Strange and Multiverse and Madness. Got that coming up as well. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, definitely check out our reviews for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Uh, the Northman and uh, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent all are up on the podcast for everyone to listen to. I promise your your ears will thank you. And as well as we uh, closed out our Franchise Revisited series, of the Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. So that's going to be um, up, on the, um, poc- <laughs> up on the podcast for everyone to listen to as well. Um, not sure if we're doing anything for May 4th for Star Wars Day. Um, we'll see. I mean, Kenobi is... It, it's very busy, Devin. <laughs> like, I was adding things to our calendar. Um, we have, as of this recording, we have one month to uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We have one month till Stranger Things 4. And then after that, um, I believe Miss Marvel comes up soon, uh, Umbrella Academy, and The Boys season three. <laughs> it's, it's all it's all very exciting stuff though. Yeah, yeah, and um, I believe we're still doing our Halo series review. Uh, I gotta get caught up on that one, but <laughs> I'm gonna get well, caught up. Last episode was good. They got back on track. Let's hope it stays that way. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so uh, before we close out here, we just want to ask you guys one teeny, teeny little favor, and that is to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be, make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need. So... That is a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And if you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Light is gators.